Welcome to Beef Six Podcast. Beef Six? Where's the tea? Oh, it's in our mugs. It's in our mugs. Oh. Oh, folks. It's a rough, it's a rough time for your friends, Pasty White and Fat Mac. And we're not even living close to each other anymore, so you can't say we're both sick from sucking each other's dicks. Right, right. It's not feasible. And, uh, and, and this is a... A year ago, you could have said that. And this is a shoot. This is not a work, folks. This is a shoot. We are legitimately sick with bronchial and sinal... Sinal? Let's say sinal. Bronchial and sinal shit. Uh, my son also has it, and his mother has it. Um, and my niece has it. So there's a whole shebang of folks that have it. I got my, my happy, uh, sick blanket around me. It makes me happy because it's yellow and gray. I got my happy, sick cigarette in my hand. I like it. Yeah, that's good for a bronchial cold. Hey, fuck you, and I'm an, I'm an adult. When I'm sick, it's me out and it makes me want more cigarettes. I do like hot tea, but I don't drink it a lot. But man, during the cold season, it's uh, it's it's great. Self-brandy in that bitch. I would if I had some. I do not. It would be good. It would be good. It would be good. Oh, nah. So we don't know exactly what we'll give you for a show, folks. It's going to be a good show. We're gonna. We're gonna pick it up. I mean, we gotta. We could. We can put it on a little bit. You know, we can be on. I can be it's more sitting, on than I am now. Sitting here and top. Yeah. We can handle that. Um. So I can. I can be on a little bit. But we also. There wasn't a lot of news this week, and not a whole lot going on. So we'll just give you what we give you of the show. And you know what you uh what you don't get you don't get. Why did I? Oh, man. I just closed some tabs I didn't want to. I'm going to reopen them now. If you're viewing us on YouTube, you'll see that once again. We have a new background for the show this week. I felt it was only... That we're not feeling well. We have the floating mouths oh to spread out to the rest of you. So you can share with us in this. How long ago was that? Quite way, there's a company called Monster Wear Clothing, and they made the most brilliant vinyl car decals you'd ever seen in your life. The attention to detail is just spot on and perfect. Until one day the Empire came in and told them, you can't do this anymore, you can't do this. And they said, fuck you. And they rebelled. And they started making hockey masks. And kept out the vinyl. They'll do that. And you can buy Monster Wear Clothing. Hit up my buddy, Corey Matthews, at Monster Wear Clothing on Facebook.com. Be up this sweet. Some might say, too sweet. Don't forget to support your local half-dead friends 
by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash cloud style. Check us out, support us, help us help you improve the show, maybe buy some cold pills or some more tea or some brandy for the tea perhaps. <coughs> that could always help. Also, I tell our- you what, you donate to the show, you can tell us which remedies to use. Make it up. Does it have to be a legit remedy? No. But we'll You're do it. You're in control. Live on air. You give air. us your money, we will do it. Live on air. That makes us webcam girls or prostitutes or something. It's all right. I've, I've, I've spent some time as a prostitute, and I made some good money. <coughs> also, don't forget, GoFundMe. If you go to the GoFundMe.com Search Cloud Style Broadcasting, and you can support us from GoFundMe. Get a lot of help there. Every little bit helps. Now with that, suppose we can get into the news. The news. The news, the news, the news. Matt Hardy fixed? Did WWE fix Matt Hardy? Well, they might have, because if you watch last week's Raw, it looks as if perhaps Matt Hardy got broken. How can you be fixed what by being broken? What would break a man to be pinned by the eater of pins? Apparently Bray Wyatt wasn't hungry that night. It's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Uh, he was doing the delete motions, and uh, I think it was, um, I want to say it was Michael Cole had the line, is Matt Hardy at his breaking point? Right. So, um, you know, I'm almost sick of talking about the whole broken universe because we've done it ever since our existence of Beef Sticks Podcast, probably from the very first episode to this one. But, you know what? Um, Anthem Sports, the owners of Impact Wrestling, have announced that they are no longer going to fight for the trademark of Broken and the other various trademarks that they had. Um, as Pasty White pointed out, there is a, I believe, we believe it's a 30-day, it's 30 or 90-day um, clause in there where anybody else can contest it. It's not a clause, but there's a contesting time limit where, like, say, um, you know, Jeremy Borash, they have said, has been in help with it. Um, Billy Corgan, they said, help came up with it. So if either one of them want to try to contest it and get the trademark, they could. I don't see that happening. But they could contest it. Um, And depending on what reports you read, WWE isn't interested in bringing the actual broken gimmick, but putting their own little E twist on it and making it their own thing. Um, That sounds right, because if all this goes down, Matt Hardy will probably own the Broken franchise, and they probably don't want him owning what they do. Right. I I don't know. I mean, this could go a lot of ways. They've teased it before. I'd say they've teased it even harder than this before. Yeah. But I think the fact that Impact Wrestling and, and Anthem Sports have come out and said that they're no longer contesting... That that's what got that's what's got everybody talking. Now, is it because that came out that they just decided to pull this angle and get some people talking? That's always possible also. It could be WWE just hopping on it. It could be. 
Well, there's only one way to find out, and that's to continue to watch week ah, after week. That's asking a lot, Loke. That's asking a lot. <laughs> it's a chore. It's a chore. It's a chore. It sure is a chore. I'm excited for it, though. I'm excited to see where it goes. If they're smart, they'll do what I said from the beginning, and they'll just hand him a fucking pad of paper and a pen and say, fucking write you. You know what I mean? If they're smart, they'll do that. They won't. But maybe they can let him write him and then meet with Vince, and Vince will put his tweaks on it. And they could do that, though. I mean, they're pretty good about letting the veterans kind of have a little bit more creative freedom. A little bit. Excuse me, folks. That's not, uh... That's not pretty. Um, have they really? Have they? I'm pretty sure nobody writes for John Cena. Matt Hardy is no John Cena by no means. But broken Matt Hardy is. <laughs> that being said, I'm pretty sure they do write bullet points for John Cena. They just don't script it out completely like they do some people. I would be surprised if they just have John Cena go out there and say what he wants. No, I definitely think there's bullet points. Well, that's good. Make sure you mention this, this, this in the next pay-per-view. Right. And then you fill in the blanks from there. And put put this line in. They give him Mad Libs. You know there's always like... A (laughs) three-page book of Mad Libs. Right. I was going to say, because you know there's always a couple lines in there that were written exactly from Vince. And you can can tell when he's saying them. (laughs) Right. A lot of people you can. I mean, a lot of people seem like they're completely scripted. But every now and then they say something, and you're like, no human being says that. They they wrote that out <laughs> word for word. Bray Wyatt, that's called his whole fucking thing. <laughs> that's everything he says. Read off a fucking teleprompter. Hey, I'm happy to see the Bludgeon Brothers. This is their yeah. second week, and they're making them look strong. I love their outfits. Um, Some people don't like them. I love that kind of maroon, burgundy, whatever it is. You like it. They, they look good. And um, if if you've noticed, when they put their hammers down, those hammers look like they have some weight to them. So, I, I mean, I don't think they're real hammers, but I don't... They might be like rubber mallet hammers, which, uh, which would have a lot of heft to them and would hurt if you got hit by them. Right. I don't think they're you think stone mallets. Gonna get hit by them? Who is? You think anybody's ever going to get hit by them? Oh, I hope so. Why have them if not? There's no point to the gimmick. That would be like that would be like having a fucking no DQ match and then saying that a certain wrestler can't come to the ring or you're good. What are you gonna do? Disqualify him? I'm so glad the the internet was wrong when they had thought that WWE had sacked Bludgeon Brothers the week before they were supposed to debut. Yeah, I'm glad that they were wrong about that. <sighs> I, I am also because I mean give it give it some time to fail or, or work. You know, it might fail, but give it some time. Let it fail on its own. If it does. I don't want it to. And if we're gonna talk about the Bludgeon Brothers, we gotta talk about the fashion, fashion file. files. <laughs> yeah, I really it really looks like they're they're not going the Bludgeon Brothers route on there. No. The guy in the mask, that was totally Luke Harper's hair behind the mask. He was Just super saying. thin, man. He was super thin. It was dark. Oh, no. Can, Black okay. is slimming. We have to all you fucking... You know that. 
we have to talk we have to talk about the fucking elephant in the room. So WWE showed the fucking um 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 a, um why did I want to call them the acolytes? Um why can't I think of their names now? The guys that are like the, the Asc- acolytes. The Ascension. Ascension, thank you. WWE showed the Ascension get killed on TV. This is they the did. second time in like what a couple months that they've showed Go somebody die yourself. on TV. Will you let me die for our best friends? We're not friends. <laughs> that was Goodbye, awesome. Connor. Goodbye, Vincent. <laughs> it's Victor. That was awesome. I love that. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I liked. I liked the whole saw thing. I thought it worked well. Um, I don't remember there being any noxious gas in Saw, so I don't know where. I mean, if that that was just WWE pulling something out. out. They cheaped out. They wanted <clears throat> to keep the segment. They had to cheap it out. But, um, but yeah, they just yeah. let them sit there and die. So WWE is is uh, taking some taking some notes from Lucha Underground, which has had people actually die on air. And I'm not talking about shoot. I'm talking about work. But they've had people get shot with guns, and they've had people get murdered and break their necks, and just like a soap opera would. So it looks like WWE's doing that. They had Braun Strowman go in a trash compactor in a fucking garbage truck. Guy on air. He got murdered on air in the back of a fucking garbage truck, then somehow came back two weeks later in a different truck in the driver's seat. What the fuck was that about? That's magic. Completely he wasn't even in the driver's seat. He came out from the back of the garbage truck. It opened up. All the garbage came out. Here comes Braun. Yeah. In the most cheesy, like, 90s Ninja Turtles movie, enemy return of all time. It was great. Right. Um, no, that was great. I'm glad they're keeping up with the fashion files. Actually, while I was watching it, I, I literally said I to just want to know how many garbage companies <clears throat> are filling up a garbage truck, taking it to another garbage truck, Going ass to ass with them and pushing all the garbage from one truck to another. Where are they taking all this garbage? <laughs> Selling it to China? Could be. No, uh, <laughs> didn't you watch... You haven't watched Thor Ragnarok yet? No. They saw, There's a universe that, that takes other people's garbage and they get money for it. And a whole universe? Yeah, yeah, it's a whole universe. And that's where the Hulk is the champion and he ends up fighting Thor in a badass battle. That's nice. where um that's where um Jeff Goldblum is 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 the leader there and he's awesome. Excellent. As Jeff Goldblum I have, is. I have to watch that. Did you catch the Avengers trailer? Uh the Infinity Wars trailer? Yeah, buddy. I didn't. I seen it was on there, but I haven't watched it. Does it look good? Yeah, it looks pretty good. I watched the trailer. It was a little lackluster. It's like all the Avengers each taking a line from Nick Fury's speech from the first Avengers movie about uniting superheroes to do the things that humanity can't. And they all sound depressed while they're doing it. There's a bunch of pictures of everybody looking depressed and like. I mean, we're we're fairly certain Iron Man's gonna die in this movie. Well, I'm think, ho- uh, well, not this movie, the, the public, second one. That his contract is up. The second one. The second, second one. one? Yeah. Okay. Because there, there's uh, Infinity Wars 1 and 2. And yeah. pretty much most of the original ones being um, Captain America, Iron Man, um, Thor, uh, Thor, 
and Hulk, most of them, their contracts are up after that. So, and maybe some of the other ones. So it'd be a good time for them to reboot uh, all the franchises, get some people killed off, have some other people take their place. It happens in the comics all the time. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it, because when I get used to somebody as a superhero, I like that person as a superhero. Yeah, but sometimes it just goes on a little too long, and you just gotta give it up, man. Like, it's not gonna be Tony Stark as Iron Man, they're gonna pass it down to John Cheadle. Or somebody, yeah. Probably somebody new. But it'll it'll be it, it should be good. It should be good. I'm excited for the new. What is this phase four? No, they're, they're are they on? They're on phase three now, so they'll be going into phase yeah. four after Infinity Wars. Yep. So they haven't. What do they got? Black Panther and then Infinity Wars. Yep. And then I think there's a couple. Mo- well, I know there's a couple movies. I think there's a Ant Man and Wasp movie. Yes, there is. Um, is there another Captain movie? Uh, I don't know if it's Captain. I think there's another... There is another Thor movie. Yeah. Thor 4. I just want them to call it that. Thor 4! <laughs> they should just call it 4, spelled out with a T-H. <laughs> T-H-O-U-R. Oh. We got way off the, the WWE train here. <laughs> we it's really okay, need- we're sick. I know, we need to get our show going so we can talk this shit out on our show, our other show. Um, ball talk? <laughs> Miz. The Miz was on Sam Roberts' wrestling podcast. Oh, and he, talked he was to on LeVar Sam Ball. Roberts and what's-his-face. They're, they're, they're... Oh, he was on uh, um, Jim and Sam. Yeah, Jim and Sam. Which is, by the way, a much better show. But if you want only wrestling stuff, the Sam Roberts podcast is good. But Jim and Sam is just great. And, and uh, you know, a lot of it has to go to Jim Norton. I don't think there's anybody well, out Jim, there that don't Jim love Jim Norton. Jim wasn't there. He was out of the office. That it was just Miz and Sam. That's kind of a bummer. But I love Jim Norton. And a brother of the African persuasion. Jim, Jim Norton taught me a valuable lesson in life. And that is... You can get blown by a dude. Just don't look them in the eye the first time. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's worse <laughs> to live by, folks. You can get blown mm. by another dude. You can get blown by a, by a transvestite. Just don't look them in the eye the first time. After a well, while, you get used to it. If we're going to talk about comedians, I'm going to have to ask you if you've uh, checked out I that Bob's... Yeah. I have not gotten to it. I've thought about it a couple times, and I just haven't. Uh, I haven't been in the mood to do anything. Being sick, I barely. I watched uh, wrestling with my son, so he kind of pushed me in the mood for that. And other than that, I haven't really wanted to do anything. I've been laying and dying, and so I don't like to listen or watch anything new when I do that. So I've been watching all old stuff that I've seen all of it. That way, I can get in and out of consciousness and not miss anything. That's how I do sick. Yeah, no, I started getting real sick this weekend. And on Monday, which is the last day of my weekend now, I was like, I want to play a video game. I turned on my PlayStation. I just scrolled through my list of video games for like four hours. Like, I don't want to play any of this. But I want to do something. And YouTube sucks. 
I hate when YouTube goes days and days without anything good being on it. It's depressing. I want new content constantly. <laughs> we do our share. We put out an episode a week. Right? We put out two hours a week for everybody. And I don't know about you, but fucking Good Mythical Morning with their new system is just boring. I don't like their new setup. With the, what do they got, like five parts of an episode each day? It's been, uh, it hasn't, it hasn't been enjoyable Yeah, Good me. Mythical Morning, Good Mythical More, Good Mythical Crew, Good No, Mythical, no, they're in, they're oh. in, they, the, the show itself. It's Good Mythical Morning, like, season whatever, episode 37.1, and then episode 37.2, and episode through, like, 37.5, and then they have Good Mythical More after that. Really? So they, they cut, yeah, you must not have watched it for, like, I, Six months. I, well, I noticed they pop up a lot. <laughs> well, I probably only watched the first part. Yeah, and it's usually like, and none of it's like thematic. Like, it's not like one theme mm. that goes through them all. It's like just choppy and weird shit. It's I don't know. I, I it's like it's like three I did hours. Start of listening to their podcast Ear Biscuits though. That's oh, it is okay. not good. Oh, do you liked it? I tried. I tried my ass off. I like I just, it more than a lot of podcasts. I try. I couldn't get into that to theirs. It's, I think it's I, hard. I'm actually willing to listen to. I think for them, I need the visual stimuli. I don't know something about that. I watched their episode on on their theories about pets and dogs and like, what would your dog name you? And then I, I listened to part of their episode on artificial intelligence taking over the world. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't completely disappointed me. Uh, the, there's a podcast that was done by a couple of the guys from Impractical Jokers, and it's fucking terrible. Yeah, you just never <laughs> know how it's gonna go, man. And there's, and you know, and there's an Q audience and for everybody. It's Q and Sal, and Q's like, are, he's got a awesome. sounding microphone, and he, he sounds good, and he's carrying the show, and Sal sounds like he's sitting across a large room with nothing... <laughs> echoes so much and he's so far away from the microphone it's just That's funny. it's bad i'm like you guys are the impractical fucking jokers how does our podcast sound better than yours right i think uh for me the best non my favorite non-wrestling podcast is still bill burr's podcast that he does monday and thursday i love it but that's also what i mean he has to be your type if he's not if that's not your style you're gonna not enjoy it Right, for sure. I'm, I'm still, I'm still searching the world, searching the waves, searching the waters. And if you're listening to the Beef Sticks podcast live right now, you can always contact me in the comments and tell me what I should be listening to. You can do that. You can do all that and more. I know Fat Mac would tell me I need to be listening to Fantastic Fables from Damn Fat right. Mac every Friday from the freaking most fantabulous. Podcast company, entertainment mogul, in the known universe. Cloud Style Broadcasting. You effing a it is. Oh, speaking of that, what did uh, so what did the Miz have to say about Lavar Ball? He said that he really respects the guy, and he does everything in his power to put over his kids, and that's a really good thing. He would have been a great manager back in the day. Um, he actually didn't have a lot of negative things to say about it, which I was surprised about. 
Yeah, I wasn't they, too we, we, like, impressed with it. Glossed over the uh, the, the, the issue at hand. Or the yeah. N-word? The N-word. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, one of them words. A-word. I think I still got the button. I might have the button. Find the button, I'll play the button. Play the button. Play the button! I might not have the button. I didn't like the button. Button, button, who's got the button? Hey, that was a button. What was that button? Nope. That button I got this one. My favorite city. You gotta date in Wahoo. You gotta love him. Anything else do you have to say about the ball boy? Oh, that. LeVar did a good job. Lamar did a good job keeping his composure and everything. <laughs> and he was oh very... Yeah. And about that point, I tuned out because I'm like, oh my god, you're, you're not even talking about the issue. You're just glossing over it like it never happened. Way right. to suck Vince's dick. <laughs> Holy buckets. Everybody just about seen me die. I took a drink of tea and immediately had to sneeze. <sighs> You should have did it all over the camera. That would have been great. That would have been something, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Oh, hey. I don't believe that anybody could sing the way I do. That was, that, yeah. was, your, that was your cue, but that's all right. That I'll was my cue. Here. I'm sorry. Elias, I'm here. Elias, formerly Samson. Um, <laughs> sings Wonderwall from which which group did you say? Oasis. Oasis. I was gonna Oasis. say Offspring. Oasis. With fans <laughs> at a house show. So that's kind of yeah. fun. And one of those things, yeah. You know, go to house shows because there's things that that wrestlers can do on house shows that they just can't do on TV, and that's one of them. Like speak without a script. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do moves that, that you'll never see them do on, on TV. Moves that Vince says they can't do on TV, they'll do there. You know, former signature moves or other things like that. And sing copyrighted songs to the audience. Yes. Because they don't have to pay any rights. <coughs> I'm going to go grab some more tea real quick. He was in the ring with the Good Brothers and, and Bo Dallas. And... Came out and did as usual. Please be quiet while I sing you a song. And he was booed. And he was like, "Well, let's try something different." You guys know the song "Wonderwall." Started playing it, actually playing well on the guitar, kind of for once. Interesting. And uh, he started out the first couple of words. And the crowd was singing it so loud, he just cut himself out and let them sing it while he played it. And then the second verse, he changed the lyrics uh, about how the how the town he's in sucks, and he wishes he could punch everybody in the nose. And maybe he should just walk with Elias. I hope everybody. I dig the Elias show. character, and I'm currently in love with his T-shirt. The Walking with Elias World Tour, the shirt it just looks so good and like vintage. I like it. You know, I I can't I can't well, say that I'm I'm still kind of feel bad that that would be the first wrestling shot life, but 
I see something in Elias, and I think he'll be a good good heel. And I could even see him doing face. I don't know how you're going to get the people behind him, he but I, I could I could see him as a face and carrying, maybe not completely carrying the company, but doing no, good but things. No, but he can do face. Doing I'm good not, face. Uh, I'm not sold on him yet, but um, but I think they can. I think they can make him work. He's got a big enough body type so he can do he can pull off the big stuff. Um, he's got room to grow in his repertoire. Um, he's gotten this gimmick pretty well over. I mean, I think most of the people are booing him for the right reasons at this point. And let me just say, they made him look awesome in the ring against Roman Reigns. I've seen so yes, many people saying did. that Reigns oh. buried another young and up-and-coming guy. Reigns Fuck fucking no. lifted him off. They elevated Elias Sampson with that match. Dude, Holy what shit. was that electric teardrop rotating power bomb or whatever the fuck that was? That was insane. It looked cool. He uh, he impressed the shit out of me, and I uh-huh. I just I and I was watching it with my son, and I kept thinking, oh, it's over here with. They had him kick out of a Superman punch. Yes, Not they did. A lot of people get to do that nowadays. So that was kind of cool. That was pretty cool. They had him kick out of a Superman punch. Yeah, that was a good match. And I, I thought it was going to be over quick, you know, and, yep. and he held his own. I would actually like to see Samson take the title off of Roman. Although I will say, last week, happen. he was I like, I'm going to start, I'm going to continue the open challenge that Cena did on the U.S. title. And then they didn't do that at all. He came out. Elias challenged him, like happens every week to any champ. Then they said, we'll wait and see what the commissioner says or the general manager says. And then they had like three matches. And then they had their match. <laughs> I was like, that's not the open challenge. The open challenge is he stands in the ring, somebody comes out, and they fight. Right. <coughs> so, Roman, you're doing it wrong. Uh... I don't know what you're trying to do, but you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Doing it wrong. How about SmackDown Live doing it wrong? Daniel, I'm really pissed to see that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are still here. But I do like what you did with that putting, putting Kevin Owens against Randy Orton tonight. But there are going to be some changes. <laughs> First off, Sami Zayn, that little skipping newsies boy will be barred from ringside. And this match is now a no-disqualification match. Wait, wait, wait a second. (laughs) If it's no-disqualification, he can come to ringside and beat the fuck out of him and nothing will happen, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you you catch, um... I think it was... I think it might have been Corey Graves... But did you catch how somebody tried to cover it after Sami Zayn attacked him? He wasn't at ringside. That's what they said. They said, well, technically, That's he's on I the said. ramp. He's not at ringside. <laughs> right. Number one, shut right. the fuck up because it's no DQ. <laughs> Number two, we all know what it means. It means they're supposed to stay in the fucking locker room until the match is over. What right. if they got fucking, fucking um, uh, basketball court <laughs> lines written up now? Do they got paint on there fucking marking off where the three-point and two-point is and shit? <laughs> this is ringside. This is ramp. This is entryway. <laughs> Fuck you. God, that was just... 
they are. You know, some days I think they're going to well, fucking Well, then that push. would make sense. That would be the same reason why Shane McMahon got to hit people with a chair. And as soon as the ref, or as that was over, the ref came and snatched it out of his hands. Like, you can't use that. Right. Well, why'd you, why didn't you disqualify me? Yeah. Oh, that was that was horrible. And by the way, speaking of the little skipping newsy, anybody else notice? I, I posted it on, on, um, on um, Beef Sticks, and I can't take credit for it. <laughs> But WWE completely copied um, the part, uh, the Simpsons, where Martin is skipping around Nelson singing like, Oh, the ode to Nelson, after Nelson beat up some some people for him and was protecting him. Totally just, I mean, it's, go to our Facebook page and look at it. It shows the two of them. It's uncanny. Yeah, it shows the two of them. It's real time. And they just completely copied it. Just dead on. It's hilarious. I almost think Vince had nothing to do with it, and I think that was all Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I almost think that uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens could be out of WWE this time next year. I don't know how long their contracts are, but man, they're uh, they're not looking like they want to re-sign these guys. I don't I don't know what they're going to do with them, but it doesn't look I don't like know. much. I think they could just be building them up as the guys to fight the power, and you need that. Yeah, but when I'm Stone Cold did it, get let go. I don't. I'm not ready to see Owens go by any means. Zayn, I guess, but I, I want Owens to be around for a long, long time. Yeah, but see, like when Stone Cold or NWO or any great like fight, the power people were there. They fought the power and won multiple times over. The Horsemen were perfect of it, and then at the big things, they got their comeuppance. And these guys are just getting their comeuppance every fucking week. I think it's just the start of the something. I don't know. It's, I hope it it's, is. I'm hoping so too. Because I love, I, I love KO in WWE. Sami Zayn still has a ways to go, but this is definitely way. They better. are getting their comeuppance, but they still get a good deal of TV time. Yeah, which is more than some people. I mean, I guess they're they're probably getting about as much TV time as the uh, as the fashion police. But then again, I mean that's awesome. Can't put a price on that. Oh. Hey, Leo rushed out. Y'all remember uh, last, I think it was last month already, Leo Rush posted some uh, not-so-nice comments about our poor Emma. She had gotten released from her contract, and uh, he had said something about, uh, I guess you truly weren't ready for Asuka. Oh, excuse me, folks. And uh, he got some heat for that. Well, recently I've seen everywhere, and I haven't even been on the internet much. Maybe I just caught it the right time on the right day. But everywhere people posting that Leo Rush removes all WWE NXT references on all of his social media accounts. With that being said, his his, uh, Twitter handle is not Leo Rush NXT or WWE. I don't know what it was, and I don't know if it ever was before that. But I do know the day they said that, I went and checked out his Twitter, and he had like three things on there promoting WWE, NXT, and stuff like that. Um, According to most sources, he is still under contract, and it seems to be a a whole lot of uh, people trying to make smoke where there's no fire. I don't think this is anything. I don't think it's anything. Why bring it up? 
<laughs> because everybody's talking about it. I mean, we can we can let our we can let our listeners have their own opinion. I don't think it's anything, but <coughs> maybe they do. Maybe they know something I don't know. Maybe they've seen something I don't see. I haven't put a lot of work into um into to checking a lot of news out this week, but that one jumped out at me. And like I said, from what I can tell, it looks like a whole lot of smoke with no fire. But I mean, there is reason to believe with with how he. I mean, after he said that about Emma, the social media went nuts on him, and it was a lot of his own peers. And we heard reports that backstage he had a lot of heat for that. So there is reason to believe he might be taking a back seat or getting pushed out, or you know. Yeah. I don't buy it. I'm just, I mean, you can have your own opinion also. I was just stating my opinion. That's my opinion, I guess. All right. (laughs) Uh, One last news segment that I know about, and it's a, I'm going to, I'm going to do a lot of reading, but this is basically um, Justin Barrasso, who's been bringing us a lot of news. He's been our right-hand man for Beef Sticks Podcast. He doesn't, like, legitimately hand it to me, but I find a lot of his reports, and they have se- seem to be pretty good, most of them. Um, although he was the one talking about Nia Jax walking out. But there's still talk that she may have done that, and they came to terms. With that being said, it sounds like Neville's supposed to be returning pretty soon also, because he's been, uh, I didn't have that down in news. I didn't think about it till just now, but... I've read reports that Neville and WWE are talking and getting their ducks in a row, and he'll probably be returning to 205 Live pretty soon with a chance of maybe getting to the main roster. So, you know, anything can happen. But he, uh, uh, this this episode of, uh, or this interview that he had... Even stick him back on 205 Live. He's been gone long enough. I just put him right on the main roster. I would also, but I don't know if they will. Um, you, you just, you never know. Especially with um, with Hideo Itami okay. coming Here's there. Here's what you need to do. Need this is exactly what you need to do, okay? And you need to do this from now to the end of time. Money in the Bank is going to be a both brands pay-per-view, correct? Correct. Money in the Bank usually has six men involved, correct? Correct. Two Raw, two Smack, two 205 Live. Maybe. I'd maybe go on a limit. You can pick what title you're going after. It would be a good way for one person to potentially escape 205 Live a year. You know what I mean? If you were gonna Not do that they that, win every year. No. If you were going to do that, I'd do one 205 Live and one NXT. Two Raw, two SmackDown, one 205 Live, one NXT. <sighs> there isn't two people in 205 Live that they're going to push on a, on a fucking pay-per-view in a, in a main thing like that. Yeah. I I don't think so. And it's a good way to get... But Neville could... I, I could definitely see Neville to win it in that case and then that go to... That would be cool. That would be really cool. I I would love it. I think he'd be great. I think he can be a world champion. I, I have nothing but praises for him. Wherever he ends up. He is one of the most talented men in the wrestling world. <coughs> that being said... And and Kalisto, Kalisto's done it before, and he could, you know he could be the second guy for two hundred five live. Right, he's good in a ladder match. Right, that being the reason you would do it. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd be okay with it. 
He is awesome in a ladder match. That's Lita Del Sol that he did during that one. I don't even remember which one it was nowadays. I think it might have been at WrestleMania, but now I think maybe it was. Wasn't it the IC ladder match? I think so, yeah. I think it was the That's Intercontinental the ladder match. What's that? One where Zack Ryder won it. I, I, that's what I'm thinking it is, but now I'm thinking maybe not. I don't know. But anyways, he did an awesome Slita Del Sol off the top of one onto a vertic- or a horizontal facing one. It was really just beautiful. Scary. What? When I seen it, I was just holding my breath. But um, Justin Barrasso interviewed Edge, and they were talking about the WWE show they used to have called Edge and Christian's Show of Awesomeness or something like that. Yes. Um... Edge had this to say. He said, in terms of where we could have time to film it and fit it in, that is the big difficulty. The show was a lot of work, but we had a great time with it. We wrote it, produced it, directed it, and were really hands-on. There were 14-hour days, and it was pretty intensive from a time perspective. There are still talks, and they want to do it. If I can somehow cram it in, we'll make it happen. We have a hiatus on, on Vikings over the summer... So maybe I could squeeze it in there. But I want to spend time with my family too. It's a matter of trying to juggle all these things. But top priority being a dad and partner. And then comes the other things. Um, I don't know what the fuck. Does, is he on a show called Vikings? I guess. It, I've been hearing it a lot lately. And I haven't watched it. I know the show. Isn't it's been it around like on, for a long time. Yeah, it's on like Showtime or it's um, or um. No, I think it's on one of the basic History cable. Channel. Yeah, is it? No. Yeah, that's what it says up in your paragraph. Is it? Vikings premieres its fifth season tonight oh, yeah. on the History Channel. Well, there you go. I don't I don't read what I wrote. I skimmed it. <laughs> I didn't even plug his show. Fuck. <laughs> God, I'm a horrible host. I didn't even plug his show. Um, To me, this is just a whole lot of words saying it's never going to happen. That's kind of what I take out of it. But Yeah. I mean, it's okay. We had a good season, and I would hate to have them do a second season and have it tank. Right, I really enjoyed it. Um, I do, I do remember when it was when it first got done. He was on a few different interviews where he had said it was much more work than he thought it was going to be, and he didn't enjoy doing it. So maybe looking back on it now, you know, he he did enjoy it a little more than than just after he had done doing the grueling schedule. Right, but um. With WWE cutting so many costs, remember they they um they shot a pilot for a game show that uh oh fun who was going to be hosting that uh one of the mid Carter guys not Heath Slater I don't remember it was it was what I'm gonna kick myself but anyways they had they had um they had done a, a show maybe uh, Xavier Woods I think it was they did a sh- they they. They did a pilot for a show, but they never picked it up. I mean, that was WWE Network doing a pilot for their own network, and they didn't pick it up. But they're cutting costs left and right. There's no pyro. There's no this, that. James Ellsworth is gone. It was Chris Jericho had a game show. Or it's hosted not, a game show. It's not, it game. wasn't him. Um, I know it wasn't him. It was a mid-card guy. I don't remember who it was. Uh, it might have been Kofi Kingston. R Truth. There you go. Now I just now I just look like a, a racist. Like the, all the blacks are the same. It was Kofi Kingston or Xavier Woods? <laughs> no, it was R Truth. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. 
<laughs> hey, speaking of that, I didn't even put it down in the news. If we're gonna if we're gonna talk racism, we're gonna go all out. <coughs> Folks of the um, ruthless aggression era may remember that Chavo Guerrero had a character that he did called Kerwin White. Basically, what it was yep. was Chavo was denouncing his Hispanic heritage and going completely Caucasian. To the fact where he white-faced himself, like tons of powder, did a, uh, I don't know if he dyed his hair blonde, I think he wore a blonde wig, he dressed in polo shirts, khaki shorts, and he drove a golf cart to the ring. He was on Chris Jericho's podcast not too long ago, and he had mentioned that at first when Vince brought it up to him, he was like, no, no, I don't like it. And of course, I mean, it's denouncing his heritage. Not that Vince cares, but it's a big thing. But, you know, Vince kept trying to sell him on it, trying to sell him on it. And finally, uh, obviously, Chavo broke down and agreed to it because we got the character. But according to Chavo, he only agreed after he told Vince, if we're going to do this, we're going to go all the way, and this ends with me in a hood and a robe, implying that he was going to join the KKK as Kerwin White. And according to him, Vince loved it. Yes, I can see it now! Um, in the time that he debuted that gimmick and that gimmick ended, apparently, um, saner minds came, came to town and, uh, made sure that never happened because <laughs> that would be horrible. But that was the plan from the beginning from, for Kerwin White, at least according to Chavo Guerrero was to go full Klansman mode. <coughs> that would have been something to see. It would have been horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's um. But it would have been something to see. Yeah, saner minds prevailed that day. I tell you what. Uh, Pasty, you got anything else for us, or do we want to go into uh, tweeting the twat? I don't know. Oh, I did want to make a point here. Chris Jericho did host a game show on AC called Downfall. Yeah, that was a non-WWE thing, right? Right. Yeah. I'm sure he's a much better host than R-Truth also. And I'm an R-Truth fan, don't get me wrong. But... What's up? It's probably what the show was called, What's Up? <laughs> and all the contestants have to do is look up and tell them what's hanging above them. Right. You can see one of them Japanese shows doing something like that. It'd be like something like either really gross or really dangerous. Yeah. Like it'd be a chandelier held by like some, a little bit of twine. Like, what's up? Oh shit! Crystal chandelier about to fall! <laughs> or you look up and it's like a bucket getting overrun with fish guts and it's just dripping on them. What's up? Oh shit, fish guts. And that's what Japanese game shows are. Library? Um. Actually, Granted, not, you're gonna, not Japanese. You're gonna, you're but gonna, on TV. Yeah, you're, you're gonna expect me to not have even have heard of it. But I, I do know what you're talking about, and that's because they actually did. Um, I, I think a couple shows with, with mid card guys. WWE guys. Yeah, yep. and that's probably all I've seen. Um, that was kind of entertaining, but I, I don't know that it would be an entertaining show without them, like just normal people. Because wasn't it just normal people normally? Yeah. Yeah. That's a isn't, fun show, though. Isn't it just something where they're all in a in a fake library and they gotta st- they gotta try to make the other team make noise? No, 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 they're all on the same team, 
and they're trying not to make noise and get through the challenges without making too much noise. That's Every time you get through a challenge without making too much noise, you get money. Oh no. My nose thing. My nose come off. Oh, damn it. Most, I'm not going to be Most able to every breathe. round, everybody's safe and one person gets punished. Sometimes everybody gets punished except for one person. Right? <clears throat> I did see the WWE ones. That's all I've seen out of it, though. It was interesting. It was Fun. interesting, yeah. It's the Americanization of Japanese game shows. That would be um, Wipeout. That too. <laughs> All right, time to our to on to our segment. I fucking I need drugs, man. Drugs <laughs> time is incredible. Time for the segment that we like to call Two Tweets. We're gonna start it off with a couple sad tweets here. It's kind of a. You know, I like to end on positive notes, so I kind of move these around and then try to set them up the way we want to do them. Well, the first one is a tweet by Drew McIntyre, basically just stating that he did get injured at NXT TakeOver. He says, I've dealt with setbacks before. The reality is I always come back better. There's a scary thought for whomever, whomever is NXT champion come 2018. Um, so... Anybody that watched NXT, he got he got injured in a in a move going off the top rope. It is sad because he's a great athlete, and there goes a uh, Pasty White's three man band at least for a while. But maybe he comes back and jumps right in with Jinder and Heath, <laughs> and they could take on Elias and the Elias Tourage. This next one is actually really sad. This next one to me is, it's sad, but the way you have it set up on the one note is funny because it looks like it's in response to his tweet. <laughs> and, like she's trying to one-up him. Let, let us know what, what, what she's saying. <laughs> it's, Nia Jax tweeted, I am subjected to body shaming and it's something I have accepted. It sucks when you get it in your own backyard around people you're changing in front of and trust with your body. I am a healthy, bigger woman. I love my body. Body shaming is wrong. <laughs> and reading that as a, as a response to what Drew McIntyre posted. <laughs> right. Hilarious to me. But as a whole, it's pretty sad. She should not be, be being body shamed. And if she is, she should be doing more back, backstage body slams. And just knock them around a little be, bit. Be stiffer in the ring. Fuck them up. Because, you know, I, I see it all the time on any, if you're on any wrestling forum, you can't get away from the just horrible sh shaming, slut shaming, body shaming, woman womanizing, like, oh, I'd stick my dick in her mouth or whatever, constantly, fucking everywhere. And it, it's disgusting and it makes you ashamed to be a wrestling fan or at least a male wrestling fan. But the fact that coming from her own dressing room where they should all be professionals and... They should all be bringing each other up. That's that's really sad. That is really sad. Oh, now we got a series of tweets from Cody Rhodes. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is actually very, very um, enlightening. Isn't the word I want to say? Um, in inspiring. This came from Cody Rhodes, and it says, 
We can't comment officially until we confirm the location, but we are far enough in the process to say it is happening. In 2018, we are swinging for the damn fences. Dare to dream. And this is about Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks planning a self-financed 10,000-seat event in 2018. 10,000-seat event, which is pretty huge in, in the indies. And it's, it, it's no promotion. This is Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, those three men. No promoter, no promotion. It's all their own money, all their own stuff that they're putting into it. Wow. That's fucking huge for any wrestlers. Yeah, it is. Holy shit. This, this is, this is, I mean, this is good for business. This is good for business. Well, I mean, you gotta look at it. They got money. They definitely, for being indie guys, they got money. Young Bucks has, has, um, outsold everybody at Hot Topic in shirts, including Rick and Morty, yep. which is pretty insane. And, um, uh, and Pro Wrestling and Tees also. $25 a pop for a t-shirt, they've made approximately $47 million or better than that this year, right. which is insane. Yeah, they're the top seller in Pro Wrestling Tees as well, which is probably the biggest seller of Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> outside of maybe wwe wwe shop probably sells more i will say that <coughs> oh no i got nothing but love for them we're going to continue down the cody Rhodes trail there was a i am hater. surprised that chris jericho doesn't got dollars on this well he, he you know he's running his uh cruise that can't be cheap either loke i really want to do the cruise i really do so Cody Rhodes has a response to the Osborne Axe, and I don't know who the Osborne Axe is, but that's me. Do you know who the Osborne Axe is, Pasty? No. Okay. So, I, we don't know who this fucker is, but he posted, At Cody Rhodes, ten years later, and you're in Ring of Honor. LOL. Basically saying, <laughs> you you know, you started, uh, Cody Rhodes, people may not remember, he started in WWE. He was never an indie guy, ever. He started in WWE, and they're sa- they're basically saying it's a demotion. Like, you were in WWE, now you're in Ring of Honor. Cody Rhodes replied, add multi-millionaire, or world champ, or the fact that I'm wearing shoes that are worth more than your soul. Sit, stay, roll over, ho. <laughs> I don't get that last bit. I don't know if it has something to do with the Osborne Axe, or if that's just Cody's response to people. <laughs> Sit, stay, roll over, ho. I'm going to try to use that in this coming week. (laughs) Yeah, new Cody Rhodes t-shirt coming out pretty soon. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, definitely, from everything we've heard, and and just from the fact that they're going to be running their own show, um, he's, he's doing at least as good, if not better, than most WWE guys right now. Now, I guess to comment on the, the tweet he had before about running a 10,000-seat show, running a 10,000-seat show doesn't mean you're going to get 10,000 fans to pay. Um, yep. that, that's yet to be determined. How many people will actually show up? How many people will pay? My guess is they're, they're going to do fine, though. I think they're going to do fine. WWE is going to host another Starcade-esque house show. 
in the same vicinity that day. Guarantee right. it. They they probably will. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will just because it's Cody. I mean, they've they've done it for less things, like their Starcade during Wrestlecade, and shit like that. Um, Cody again responding to somebody asking if Cody Rhodes was going to be at Starcade. He posted, "No, but my brother is wrestling, as well as Dilly and Ko, all Dusty guys, rooting for them." Um, I don't know who Dilly is. My guess is Dolph Ziggler. But I don't know who Dilly is. But, anyways, Dilly and KO, we all know KO is Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens responded to him, There is no bigger compliment than being deemed a a dusty guy. A gusty guy. (laughs) He's windy, I tell you. There's no bigger compliment than being deemed a dusty guy by one of his sons. Thank you, buddy. Um... You know what? I'll after two tweet, I'm gonna look up arcade results because we should talk about that. Some stuff happened. Yep. Um, some stuff happened. AJ Styles talking about Starcade. He wrote, "As a Southern boy, I watched the first Starcade last night. It was truly an honor to defend the WWE Championship at an event that means so much to this business. Greensboro, you were phenomenal." Good to see him show some love and be appreciative. Mm-hmm. I like having the oh, positives. I want to call back to Survivor Series quickly, uh, <laughs> just because I'm sure I'm sure uh, Booker T heard back on this. But Booker T said, or they were talking about AJ Styles. Booker T said, "Well, he is the phenom." <laughs> no, he's not. No, That's he's the not. Undertaker. And he Goldberg. is the phenomenal one. The Phenom is The Undertaker. And Goldberg. They were both The Phenom in their respective companies. Okay, but that company is dead now. Yeah, you could tell by Starcade. Oh, and our final (laughs) one. AJ Styles is going to get to defend his championship at some other great events coming up this year. Last week, we talked about WWE's new pay-per-view schedule for 2018. Well, there is an update. Aiden English tweeted an update for the WWE pay-per-view schedule for 2018. The first match of the year, Pasty, is what? Oh, I caught you off guard. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Rumble. The Rusev Rumble. I didn't know. I can't see you. I don't have your. I don't have your video. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know. <laughs> Rusev Rumble followed by Rusev Lane. Then what do we got? Sevmania. Yes. That follows with Rusev Lash and Rusev in the Bank. Rusev in the Bank. That's one of my favorite pay-per-views of old. Rusev Ground follows that. What do we got then? Rusev Slam. After that, Rusev in a cell, as always, and finishing out the year. Rusev series. You know what? These all already sound better than any 2017 pay-per-view. <laughs> I'm going I'm to watch them all. I'm going to watch them all. I like, I like the idea of Rusev in a cell. They could just not have any other wrestlers there that night and suspend Rusev in a, in a fucking shark cage. It's just Rusev in a cell. Over a packed arena. <laughs> yep, just Rusev in a cell. That's that's fucking all it is. That's all it is. That's all it was. 
Rusev That's postmodernistic art in the WWE. Right? <laughs> All right, do we want to start talking about Raw and SmackDown or Starcade? Well, we can talk about. I've been highlighting SmackDown as we go anyway. Sure. Uh, you have any thoughts coming out of Raw, or do you want me to ring, run down the the show? Or we we didn't prepare, folks. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. Uh, that's why it's Beef Six. We uh, I barely got my ass out of bed. To fucking get on here. It was hard to bring my head off the pillow and get in here. I brought yeah. my I brought my blankie with though. I brought my blankie with. Um So this week's Raw was held at University of Tennessee in Knox County, Tennessee. The future home of Mayor McCain. At this point, when he wins, I'm expecting him to wear the demon mask throughout his entire. I want to. I want to see him come out and put occupancy. his arms up in the air and then slam him down in pyro, shooting up. <laughs> That's what I want to see. That should be his acceptance. Yep, you've been getting corporate cane the whole time, but as soon as he's elected, you get the demon cane. Right. And he's gonna burn this county to the ground. I want to see fucking Vince McMahon come from behind the curtain and be like, it was me all along, Knox County. (laughs) (laughs) And now they got to fucking live under Vince McMahon's rule. Now, Kane, lay down and relinquish your (laughs) mariancy to my wife. Right? And she pins him. I like how you said lay down for my wife. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Vince would do that shit, too. So as we said, um, Roman opened the show... With an open challenge, which Elias accepted, but then they didn't wrestle until later in the match, which to me doesn't make an open challenge. But I don't know. That was me. Um, it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. I thought Elias. Um, I didn't like. I'm trying to remember here. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, first match was Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Um, Sheamus is is alleged, according to WWE on a on an Irish retreat, and uh, Dean Ambrose is on his honeymoon. Apparently, him and uh, him and uh, help me, pasty. Uh, his uh, wife, uh... him and his wife got married. <laughs> um. I know her name any didn't other they time. They got married a while back, though, didn't they? I, this is the first I ever heard about it, but it's very possible. they could. No, because they got married, like, right around Mania when mm, John Cena mm. proposed. Because, and um, WWE wasn't very happy. Cause, yeah, Kevin Owens called her out, right? Yeah. Kevin Owens called her out back when there was a um, talking smack. God, that was a great show. Well. It was. They take their honeymoon on WWE's schedule, not on theirs. That's basically what it comes down to. Right. Um, I don't know. It was a match. For these two, it could, I thought it could have been way better. But yeah. It was, it was a match. Um, Rollins did actually hit the Falcon Arrow, which he doesn't pull off all that often, so that was pretty cool to see. 
He doesn't bust out Falcon Arrow that much nowadays. So that was that was that was that was, that was cool. Seth Rollins ended up winning. Um, of course. Of course. Um, he went to do a neutralizer. Got hit with a super kick. It was good. It was good. It was a good match. These two could have done way better, but you're not gonna pull out their their a material on a raw. So fuck it. Uh, Titus O'Neil job to Samoa Joe the second week in a row for some reason. I don't know. You got anything to say about that? Titus Worldwide, folks. Titus Worldwide. Um. Sasha Banks, Mickey James, and Bailey were set to face Paige, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. They have a name now, Pasty. Did you hear that? They have a name now. Yeah. It is um, absolution. There you go. I don't is, like it. It's okay, considering the whole fucking internet was fucking talking about how they were going to be called, or should be called Team PMS with Paige, Mandy, and Sonya. So I'm glad, because I was worried WWE was going to do Team PMS. So I'm glad. Anything that isn't Team PMS, I am happy to see. That's that's what I want to say. Change <laughs> Team PCB. I, I know, they had PCB. That's why I was like, God, they're going to do PMS, aren't they? Um, this was actually, this was cool. Sasha Banks and Mickey James got the, sh- or no, um, Mickey James and Bailey got the shit beat out of them beforehand by by the three of them, and then they beat up Sasha Banks. Um, it was good. It was good. They all hit their finisher. They all got on the mic. Um, I thought Sonya sounded the roughest out of Mandy and Sonya. But I think this is Mandy's finisher is pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's, um... I'm cheerleader of the bunch. Like, no, she she gets over pretty well. I'm trying to think of whose finisher that is. Basically, to be honest, though, I kind of worry. Because if she lost some weight, got a little bit taller, and you dyed her hair red, she would be Eva Marie. Look at the face, facial-wise, they're exactly the same. Let's hope they don't do that. You're going to. Um, her finisher is it's a double underhook, and then she lifts them up into the air with their head down and their legs up, and then does a uh, pancake or, or a face plant. Yeah. Um, trying to think of who who else does that move. Um, but that that's what it is. It's it's good. It's good. I like it. Um, I thought this was a good way of putting the three girls over. I hadn't I had nothing wrong with it. I, I thought they could have come up with a better name than Absolution. But they've had worse ones like PCB and P- and and they could have they've had a PMS before. It to was me, called... it just sounds like a stereotypical stable name, and it that others they are a fairly stereotypical stable that I don't see lasting even a year. So I'm okay with it. I would be surprised if they're together in a year. So I mean, we have pledged allegiance to Paige. <laughs> Then we had the breaking moment: Bray Wyatt versus Matt Hardy in a in a pretty short match. Actually, Bray Wyatt just uh, just took over. Broken Matt hit the sister Abigail, and that was when Matt kind of crawled in the corner, 
and started doing the delete hand gestures. It'll be great if Vogamat does come to WWE and they use him like he was used in DNA, where they use their house for pre-taped things. Because then you could have Finn Balor versus Sister Abigail and actually have something good come of it. And make it look good, yeah. I agree. It'd have to be cinematic. Yeah. And it would have to be done Matt Hardy's style. Because when WWE tried to do that, it didn't work out no, very well. No, their, their house of what was it? House of pancakes. Baby or heads. It was. House of baby heads. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't work out well. Oh, next on the list, we had a. We, we're gonna have two fatal four ways. One this week, one next week for number one contender to the cruiserweight title. The cruiserweights are just like the women. They don't have storylines for them. Just throw them in a four way or a five way. Um. And that's it. I, I'm glad they brought these stables up for the women because this whole year, I think the majority of women's matches have just been four ways and five ways. They don't have stories for them. They just throw them together and fuck around. And they did that here. It was Noam Dar versus Tazawa versus Rich Swan versus Arya Davari. Arya almost made me think he was even going to win. I normally wouldn't even expect that he would. But he, he hit a big frog splash with nobody else around, and I thought he was going to win it. Um, he did not. But Rich Swan won it with the Phoenix Splash. Um, so that's that's pretty good. I like Rich Swan. I very much like Rich Swan. He's moving on. Next week we'll have a, another uh, round, and we'll see who's going to... Going to a three-way at uh, probably Royal Rumble, I guess. Or, uh, no, Tournament of Champions. Or Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions. Clash. Yeah. Which, did we mention this last week, how redundant it is that they have a Clash of Champions? After their last pay-per-view was literally a Clash of Champions? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought that was so dumb. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Just bad timing, really. It really is. Just bad timing. <laughs> Clash of Champions. Jinder Mahal doesn't have a fucking championship. Yeah, it's it's literally just champions fighting the contenders like every other pay-per-view. And no, the 205 Live Championship will not be defended on Clash of Champions because that's a SmackDown pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, so it probably so, would be Royal Rumble. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Elias Sampson for the Intercontinental title. Like Match I of said, the night. God, I loved it. I really entertained. Um, still a lot of booze for Roman. Still a lot of booze for Roman. The and women are behind him. The women are, and they, they kind of always have been. And I think you hear it a little more because there's a few more men behind him also. But yeah, there's definitely a, a high-pitched, like, yay, and a low-pitched boo. I mean, mm. you can very much tell the difference. You are correct. Whereas when Elias gets booed, it's everybody. It's everybody. Uh, that I mean, I just, I did not expect them to pull this match off. And like I said, multiple times I thought it was over. I never once thought that he, that, that Elias was going to win. But there right. was multiple times that I thought Reigns was going to win and they let Elias get away. The good thing now is he could win at some point. This, I, I think this really elevated him. I don't think this hurt Elias at all. I think it really elevated him and helped. Oh, we had Asuka beat Brooke in um, seconds. Dana Brooke in seconds. Hit her with the Asuka lock. 
Um, <coughs> I've seen some reports out there. This is the quickest submission victory in Raw history. This is the quickest women's victory, I believe, in Raw history. And I think there was one other thing. Um, there was one other thing. Maybe just the quickest fucking match. I don't know. It was It was just, I mean, she literally ran in there, threw Dana, Dana Brooke in an Oscar lock, and Dana tapped. Which is sad, because when Dana came up to Raw, I'm like, as soon as she gets out from behind Charlotte, she's going to be the top. And nope. She, that, well, Charlotte got injured and they ended up pairing her with fucking, uh, who did they pair her with? Was that Emma? It was Emma. Yeah. And yeah, look what happened there. Dana Brooke, I seen Premison. She was super green. She wasn't great and she's not a great talker. But she has the look. She has the body and she looked like she had the, the drive. <laughs> the attitude. She She could do it. Now I just feel like she's becoming Natalia. And she may, but you know, they you need them also. You do need mid carters. It's true. It is. You know, I was thinking of this just the other day, I think yesterday. Isn't it sad that like when I think of uh NXT, I'm sitting here like, God, what woman could could fight for the NXT title next? What woman's gonna hold the NXT title? Like it seems like like man. Some woman's going to get the NXT title. Some women are never going to get it, and they're going to go up to Raw. And then you're on Raw or SmackDown, and you pretty much assume almost every woman on there is going to win the title at some point. Yeah. Like, they just hot-potato that title. I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. everybody has had it, and everybody will. That's just pathetic that they're... That they're their show that's supposed to be like their C show has more respect for their championships than anything else. Uh, we had Jason Jordan, who is obviously turning heel against <coughs> Knoxville's baby boy, Kane. Uh, basically, Kane, uh, what did Kane do to, did he do something to his knee, or did Jason Jordan just start selling the knee? They were outside the ring, and I, I don't remember exactly what Kane did, but yeah, Jason Jordan ended up taking a knee injury and leaving the match. Yeah, after he said he was perfectly fine. I mean, they're really they're really playing him up as a heel. He's like, yeah, I can I can take on anybody. I can do anything. I'm not playing up this injury. Oh, oh, I'm hurt. I gotta go. Oh. you. I mean, they're making him heel, I think, faster than they originally planned on it. But I think it's because yeah. the storyline t- tanked so fast. After that, Finn Balor's music hit. And I was like, okay, they're finally gonna do something. Because if you remember, Finn Balor has just been beat up by Kane for no reason. Multiple Raws in a row. And Finn Balor has never done anything about it. And it's been making Finn Balor look like a bitch. It's because Finn <coughs> Balor has the gall to be a demon. You can't be a demon when the devil's favorite demon is still around. So, Finn Balor came out for a match against Kane. And um, he kind of just got the shit beat up out of him by Kane. Now, that being said, Kane did start using a chair and got DQ'd, so Finn Balor technically won, but he just looked weak through the whole thing. It was just super sad. And then Braun Strowman came out, and he fucking started beating up Kane, and it made Strowman look strong, but you didn't need the Finn Balor in the middle of that. I mean, all it did was make Finn Balor look weak. It's like they literally said... 
we need to make somebody look weak. Who can we put in here? Or something. <laughs> it went from Jason Jordan to Finn Balor to Braun Strowman. And it, you didn't need Finn Balor in the middle. It could have went from Jason Jordan to Braun Strowman. I just... I See, and my question here is this, is this going to lead to a fatal four-way at the Royal Rumble? Or is this just going to be a story that plays out within the Rumble? I think it's Kane and Braun. I think they're going to have a match. I do not see Finn Balor getting any of that. I don't. I, I, I would rather see them in the Rumble fighting each other and winning. Braun should win it. Win the Rumble? Yeah. Well, that's not happening. Why not? Main event, uh, WrestleMania? He could actually put on a good match with Brock Lesnar. He's not going to. It's gonna be Rain it's gonna be Reigns Lesnar and Reigns is gonna win the title, and that's okay. I think we just have to assume that. I don't think they're gonna have Reigns win Reigns will not be un Or not Les I'm sorry, not Lesnar. Um um that right now. Not Lesnar, um Yeah, Lesnar, yeah. 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 He's going to beat Lesnar. Yeah. I don't want Reigns to have both titles. Both titles. The the IC in that? Yeah. Oh, he's not going to. He's got this open challenge. He'll lose it before then. I don't... I don't know. I don't think they're going to pull Warrior Hogan. In order to make to... him look strong enough that he could take it off of Brock, I think he needs to be holding it when he fights Brock. That's the problem. I I don't think they're going to do that. I, I see he can easily lose it in the open challenge because anybody can come and it can be anything. Uh, maybe not so much the way they're doing it now, but if they actually did it the correct way. Uh, I don't know. I They could do Hogan Warrior again and then try to relive it with Rome, but I think that's wrong. <coughs> But that tells me that... They're making such a big deal out of him being a Grand Slam champion. Which Dean has been a long time ago, so it's not really that big of a deal. Right. And so has multiple people. And to be and quite frankly, with the brand split, none of them are Grand Slam champions because they haven't held both tag titles and, and right. both world championships. They've held one of each. Those fuckers. Oh, but I I think a, a SmackDown guy is gonna win the the Rumble. I would love for it to be Balor and take on AJ. I don't think that's gonna happen the way they've been booking Balor. <laughs> but the if fans, you win the Rumble, can you say who you want to fight in the main event? We don't know. They make up rules. Champion as they go. wise, they make up rules as they go. We don't know that yet. I, I think it depends on what they want. They need year. to do more of that with the money in the bank and everything. Like, that's what those things need to be used for, is to be able to transfer brands without having to have some kind of a draft or just a trade. Right. Yeah, but that, that just that kind of thins out the whole brand split even more. And bring back the King of the Ring, and the King of the Ring is the only guy who can be on both shows at the same time. 
You're going to have John Cena win the King of the Ring every year. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even see John Cena as King of the Ring. Right. I think that's a step down for him at this point in his career. Right. Not with the way that the King of the Ring has gone the last couple of times with King Booker. And then King... Leader of the Mexican King Kong. King Barrett. Barrett. Wasn't there a King Seamus? There was King Seamus. Yeah, so it'll be King Neville. King Neville. King Neville. Oh, SmackDown. We've seen... Benjamin and Gable take on the New Day. King Nakamura. That's what it's got to be. What's that? King Nakamura. King Nakamura. I, that, that's just one more title they could call him. <laughs> right. The artist. This King of He's Strong the style. artist king. The, yeah. Formerly known as Nakamura. <laughs> Shinsuke. The artist king. I could see them doing that. Oh... SmackDown, Benjamin Gable versus the New Day. It was it was an all right match, about what I expected from these two. New Day always gives you a good show. New Day won. It was okay. Of course they did. Yeah, it was okay. I didn't mind it. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers came out versus the Hype Bros, and beat the Hype Bros pretty quickly. And then. Mojo that turned on Zack Ryder. Uh, no Mo. Yeah. And uh, Mojo, man, I don't know. I just was not buying him in this moment. Backstage, when he did his interview afterwards, I thought he was on fire. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. In the ring, when he was doing it, I was like, oh my God, this is like watching a high school play. It is so fucking fake. <laughs> It was just, I was not buying it at all. But afterwards, I give him credit. Afterwards, backstage when they had his interview, I loved it. I thought he did awesome. So, I mean, this is the best thing for either of these two guys. These two guys are never going to get anywhere. Let's be honest. Right. Now, now Zack Ryder can have a whole bunch of matches with Dolph Ziggler for the rest of eternity. You know, we talked about the Bludgeon Brothers a little bit, but can I say I don't like their finisher? I'm not even 100% certain I got it. Their finisher, they've done it both weeks now. It's basically each of the guys picks the one guy up from his armpit, and then they throw him down on the mat. They basically just pick him up and throw him down. I mean, it's two of them, but it's two of them just holding him by the arms, so it's not... It, I mean, if it was like a double choke slam, like... Chronic it would hurt less do, for the guy than if yeah. it was just one guy doing it. Yeah, if it was a double choke slam like Chronic used to do, I loved Chronic back in the day. Um, that was Brian Adams and Brian Clark, right? And they did a double choke slam, and I really enjoyed that. But this, I don't like this. I hope they come up with something better. Oh, what else? There, AJ Styles versus the Singh brothers. Um, in a in a handicap match. The modern-day Maharaja attacked AJ Styles before the bell. Whooped his ass. We did get to see an Avalanche-Styles clash, though. Yes. Uh, AJ Styles was up on the turnbuckle. One of the one of the brothers, um, here I'm getting racist again. I don't know the two apart. Um, went to do a Hurricane Rana on him. AJ caught him. Turned it into a Styles clash from the second rope onto the other Singh brother. 
That was pretty cool. I thought that was an impressive finisher for such a throwaway match. But, you know, that just goes to show what kind of a guy AJ is. Like, he's willing to put over a tag team who's never going to be in the tag team division. You know what I mean? Right. That and with AJ Styles, I mean, he's a he's a head guy. We already know that. He's not falling down anytime soon. He's not going to be wrestling a lot of smaller guys. He's going to be wrestling a lot of bigger guys. So when he gets a chance to pull out some of these moves, I think he just takes the chance. Like, he's he's wrestling two smaller guys here that he can do that with. He can't do that with fucking Braun Strowman. He can't do that with Kevin Owens. He can't do that with Brock Lesnar. It's like... Now's the time to do it if you're going to show it at all. Right. And that's good on AJ, man. He's always out to make it everything is. he does good. Yeah, he just wants to elevate the whole show every time. Then after this, we've seen another kind of turn. Now, we don't know where this is going. I don't know if this is a one-week thing or what, but Jinder Mahal just beat the shit out of the Sings. He gave a coloss to, I think, both of them, didn't he? Yeah. He colossed both of them. So I don't know if, you know, next week they're going to be back sucking his dick or if he's done with them. I don't know. I think they'll probably be back sucking his dick until he goes up against AJ and then they'll turn on him in that match and walk away. That could be good. He'll, he'll keep he'll keep punishing them and being rude to them and shit and tell them, of course. Or maybe they won't even turn on him, but he'll like have something planned and he wants them to interfere, and then they'll just jump they off won't. the apron and yeah, and walk away. Yeah. That would be good. Then we've seen uh, the other three women group, the carbon copy of the Absolution, and they are called the Riot Squad, which I like this name. Um, Riot Squad just sounds cool. I mean, it does kind of sound... I mean, when I picture the Riot Squad, I picture the shield. But... Yeah. <laughs> I like the name. It, it sounds tough. It sounds rough. Uh, WWE added a T to Ruby Riot's name for some reason. I guess so they can own the name. <laughs> so it's R-I-O-T-T Squad. But that's okay. They went out. They didn't copy um, Raw to where they went out and faced all three of the women they were supposed to face. They, I expected them to beat them up in the back ahead of time. I thought it was going to be Flair in the ring, just like Sasha, and then Naomi and Natalia beat up in the back, just like they did on Raw. Mm-hmm. But they, they didn't do that. <coughs> oh, excuse me, folks. <coughs> I apologize to all of you. If I seen it coming, I would have muted the mic. Oh, so. Oh, my gosh. But they looked they looked pretty strong, I thought. They went in there. Um, they, they, they had a pretty strong back-and-forth match. It was actually a really good match as far as six-men tags go. And uh, the Riot Squad ended up winning. Um... Now, what happened was they took out, was it Natalia? I want to say they took out Natalia. No, they took out Naomi early. Who did they take out early? Nata- oh, Natalia left. That's right. Am I right, yeah. Pasty? Yeah, you're right. Natalia ended up walking out. She's like, fuck this, which makes sense. She's the heel. Uh, she walked out. So then it was kind of two against three. 
And uh, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan double-teamed Naomi on the outside of the ring and kind of took her out. And then they all beat the shit out of uh, Flair and uh, Ruby Riot. Uh, she hit the uh, the the wrist lock um, attack that she has on, on Charlotte Flair and, and won it. They even went as far as to sell Naomi's uh, injuries and they had medics come out and put her on a stretcher and all that. Again, I think this makes the girls look really strong. I think at least yeah. in the first couple weeks, they're pushing these girls right. Both, both Raw and SmackDown. Making them just different enough. Yeah, they could do better at making them more different, but I, I like that they're making them strong and making them seem like legitimate threats. All right. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton in a no-disqualification match where Sami Zayn is barred from the ringside. Um, this was an okay match. Uh, I don't know. When the hell did Randy Orton get that haircut? I didn't notice it till this week, and I don't like it. Uh, it's not even necessarily a haircut. He's just been letting it grow. Is well, he's letting it grow on, on the top, but on the he still top. has the side and back completely shaved. It's uh, yeah. It looks like yeah, John no, Cena when he was when he first came it in was like his prototype. Three weeks ago, when I noticed it, I turned here and I'm like, holy shit! In a couple of months, he's gonna have hair like mine. Yeah, I didn't notice it, and I just I don't like it on him for some reason. Something just doesn't look right it's, on him, but but it's, it's different. Different. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's different. That's not a bad thing. It's good to stay fresh, and even just small things like changing your hair up can do that. Yeah, and I mean, we noticed, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was a good back-and-forth match, actually. Um, it, it wasn't... I didn't love it, but Owens... Or, uh, Orton kind of stayed on the offense most of the time, and Owens was on the defense... Ran through the the crowd, went up to the to the entryway, and that's when I looked at my son and said, "Phantom, Sami Zayn's coming out right now." And no more did I say that. And Sami Zayn came out, <coughs> hit Owens with a chair, or hit uh, Orton, sorry, with a chair. As we said before, I think Corey Graves is like, "Well, he's not ringside. It doesn't matter. It's fucking no DQ. What the fuck are you gonna do? DQ him?" Right. Next week, Sami Zayn will be in a no disqualification match. And Kevin Owens will be banned from the arena, and he'll show up in some outlandish costume. Right. One thing I did like was Owens won this match after his frog splat, which I don't think since coming to the main roster, I can't think of a time that he's won using a frog splash. It's almost always the pop power bomb. Right. So that was kind of cool, especially on, uh, I mean, I'm not an Orton fan, but he's a big name. The thing that makes me sad is, like... Kevin Owens, on his own, could beat Randy Orton in a no-disqualification match, no problem. Yeah. But now that he's with Sami Zayn, all of a sudden he needs Sami Zayn to, to win. Like, right. That bothers me a little bit. It was the same when he was with Jericho. Like, he could handle that shit on his own. Yeah, but you know, to be fair, I think ever since he's been on the main roster, they've always had him have, rely on somebody else. Um, He was relying on... um. Kane and Triple H and uh, for a while there, like you said, then he was relying on Jericho and it's kind of ever since he's come to the main roster, they've never let him just, and, and I mean, it makes for a good heel. 
But I can't right. really think of a of a program, an extended program he did where he was solo. Really. And winning matches. I cannot. Which kind of bothers me because that makes me think of Triple H. If you look back at Triple H's career, and I've talked about this many times to you, Pasty, and I think I've mentioned it on the show a handful of times. I mean, his whole career, Triple H has never been solo, and the few little spurts that he has solo are some of the worst in his career and, and really are forgettable. Yeah. People don't remember them. Mm-hmm. He's just always <coughs> he's always had to have somebody else. And I guess that maybe in itself isn't horrible. I mean, Triple H made it into a damn good career. You can look at, uh, uh, if you want to go old school, Arn Anderson basically made his career in being a tag guy with multiple different people. Um, today's roster, you can look at Kofi Kingston. The one time he almost had a, a solo run was when he was feuding with uh, Randy Orton. And that all went to shit when he uh, fucked up a spot up by Randy Orton and then Randy Orton buried him after screaming fuck multiple times on live TV. <laughs> 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 and Kofi never again got a singles push, but he was, you know, he, he was with Air Boom. Do you remember that? Air Boom mm-hmm. was with, um, I, I just think about Evan Matt Born- Seidel. Yeah, Matt no. Seidel on the on the um, indies, Evan Bourne in WWE. So, yeah, he was with Evan Bourne, and he was Air Boom, and he was with, uh, he was with R-Truth for a while. Then he was with, um, I don't know. New day. Day. <laughs> anything he's ever done. Anything he's ever done big has been basically tag team. Except or for that one the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean he's the he's there, and I don't take this the wrong way because I don't mean this racist. He was their spot monkey. He was always the spot <laughs> monkey, where he would go out there and and do do that. You know, their spot. We all have, we remember him doing the stilts with the ladder. Remember him jumping from the barricade onto the, into the ring. Um, one time he, he fell to Rosebud's arms. He had to have won. That was the easiest one he ever did. <laughs> Didn't he walk on his hands once too? Yep, yep, he did a handstand, you're right. God, that's, you know, it would have been so easy to fuck that up. He's so lucky that none of them times did he just mess up a little bit. <laughs> right. It would have completely killed it forever. I mean, he doesn't really do it anymore. Maybe he'll do it this year. So we got ten minutes. Can we break down Starcade a little bit? Yeah, let's talk about some stock. Some of the bigger stuff. Uh, Bobby Roode faced Dolph Ziggler. Arn Anderson was, <laughs> was the special enforcer, and Arn Anderson actually hit his... His patented double A spine buster on Dolph Ziggler after the or no during the match, and then Rude got his uh his the win after a glorious DDT. Good for Arn. Good for Arn. I was just talking about him. It just makes me so mad that they're never gonna put it on the network. No, and you know what I um I don't know if a lot of people know this Arn Anderson has been a part of the wrestling business for going on, I think, over 30 years now. Yeah. Um, he's never been out of it. He's He's been part of the, the backstage process, a pivotal part of the backstage process in WWE ever since um, WCW ended. I mean, he is huge backstage with training, with storylines, with guerrilla position. I mean, 
He's not just a guy you see in the back every now and then. He he works every, you know, five days a week, WWE, on the road with them. Badass. I, I mean, Arn Anderson, Starcade, they go together. Just like Flair, Starcade, Dusty, Starcade. Um, we had a, a nothing match. Bludgeon Brothers, Mike Kanellis and the Colognes and Rusev. They beat Brizongo, Sin Cara, The Ascension, and Ty Dillinger. Bludgeon Brothers ended up uh, hitting their finisher for the win. That's probably who Cody meant by Dilly. Dillinger? Yeah. Could have been, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Ty Dillinger. Could have been. Uh, Naomi defeated Tamina. The natural Dustin Rhodes. I don't know how many folks here remember... uh, the old NWA, WCW days from the 80s and 90s, but the natural Dustin Rhodes came out. Gold Dust did not wrestle. Dustin Rhodes came out to his old The Natural music, and he beat Dash Wilder. That was, uh, that's cool. It was cool that they let him come out to his old The Natural <laughs> song. Um, afterwards, he did a, a interview where he's like, yeah, I even came out to my really crappy old music. <laughs> Which, it is pretty bad music, but nostalgia, folks. Nostalgia. For one night. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. U.S. title match. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Baron Corbin, but by DQ, so Baron Corbin kept the belt. I would have loved to see this match. I would have loved to see this match. Um, All I know is that Baron Corbin ended up using a steel chair in the match. But looking at what Corbin's been doing lately, I think, especially at a house show, I think he would have pulled all stops, and I think Nakamura would have made him look good, and I, I think this would have been a good match. No thoughts on Corbin yeah. Nakamura? I'd like to see it. I'll never see it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and there's like a few different spots that are on uh, YouTube and social media, which are kind of fan, uh, uh, fan uh, videos, just short little things. Um, that when it was announced far in advance that it wasn't going to be televised or anything, you would have thought a whole group of fans would have caught like the, the glasses with the camera in it or whatever, right? and, and did their own recording of it. You would think so. I mean, I know. Oh, you could you probably record with your fucking cell phones. I'm sure they don't say you can't record anything with your cell phones because that'd be stupid. Right. Hardy Boys came out and they brought out the Rock and Roll Express. They had a little video tribute to the Hall of Famer team. Uh, from what I've heard, it was a really good um, um, video, uh, tribute video. Hopefully, maybe they just throw that in a little thing on the network somewhere or something. New Day came out after that, and the the three teams ended up dancing in the middle of the ring. That is, I know, on YouTube. So yeah, you can find yeah, I that. that. It's not that enjoyable, but whatever. Four-way tag team championship match. The Usos. Nothing ended... makes people dance like a trombone, I tell you. Apparently not, and I never thought a trombone <laughs> would make me dance before. But man, if it don't nowadays. Playing the same note in a series of three. Yep, and just changing it up between threes. 
Uh, Usos, they retain their championship against the New Day, Gable and Benjamin, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a Fatal 4-Way tag match. I'm not big on Fatal 4-Way tag matches unless they're Texas Tornado style, but, I mean, all four of those teams are good teams. It, it was probably good. Again, we'll never know. Um, next one, Ric Flair came out and introduced Charlotte. And she had a steel cage match where she beat Natalia with a figure eight. She made Natalia tap. I think these two could have a good steel cage match. Um, I haven't heard anything about it, but I hope they let him bleed, because I'll be damned if Ric Flair didn't bleed his ass off in every cage match right. he's ever in. Right. Uh, damn it, she has to bleed. She could have bladed. It wasn't on TV. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, man. It wasn't on TV. Fuck it. And then... Since you can't get rid of a cage once it's put down without a lot of fucking work, they decided to let AJ and Jinder wrestle in the cage as well. AJ Styles retained his title by escaping the cage. Um, as you've mentioned in the past, Pasty, escaping the cage is usually saved for the, the heels. Yeah. So it'd be neat to see what transpired here. Um, again, maybe we'll never know. I know there was a lot of rumblings on the internet about how it was uh, kind of a foreshadowing that Jinder is going to be winning the title back from him at Clash of Champions. So I assume Jinder was pretty dominant and that forced AJ to have to kind of tuck tail and run. See, when I when they first <coughs> took the title off Jinder, I was the first one to say, you know, he's getting it back for the Indian tour. But after yeah. um, all the numbers and after what we've seen from Jinder and what we've seen since then, I think it's going to be a long time until Jinder gets the title again. I don't think they're willing to go down that road. Bring the band back. Let's do it. I could see that before him getting the title again. I want it. With the Shield and the New Day and the the teams of three, do it. And do it right. That's better than doing it wrong. Yeah. Hmm. So that was your Starcade also. We got Raw, SmackDown, and Starcade in. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> These next podcast, we do it when we're sick. We do. I'm about ready to call it a night, though. I don't know about you, Pasty. Oh, yeah, for sure. I need to go blow my nozzle. I need to die. But definitely take some more cold pills and get some more tea. Well, we appreciate you all putting up with all our different weird sounds and and crap that we've been doing throughout the night. We know it was gross, but thank you for joining. Better than missing out. Yeah, we we try our hardest not to miss a week. We may have missed one week, I think, at some point. We may have, we may not have. I'm honestly not sure, but. And I don't count. I don't count the episode that doesn't exist as missing a week because we were there and we fucking did it. <laughs> we and we had a good show. I, I, I agree with you on that. Oh, with that, I am the sick, sick fat Mac, and I am the pasty white, red nose. Fuck. Hey, you, you best believe we will still see you next week. Well, we will hopefully feel much, much better and hopefully. be more drunk. More hopefully. drunk. We hope for more drunk. 
All right. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. And see you next week.